2: You know, you want to be efficient, you want to be explosive, it's hard to be both. That being said, however, you need to create explosive plays. If you look at and you study the game, that's when you look at scoring points. Usually, a scoring drive has baked into it an a explosive run or an explosive pass. I understand that, we understand that, and that's part of us moving forward as we look at our roster and we look at player acquisition, something that we need to take a hard look at.
3: The offseason begins anew for the Buffalo Bills after they lost back on Sunday to Kansas City, which it's Groundhog Day all over again. The Bills losing to Kansas City in the playoffs. Here we go. Um, You know, and with the same miserable tone to it, it's Groundhog Day again. But this is Sports Talk Saturday again. Derek Kramer, TJ Luckman here with you for another couple of hours. Actually, for another three hours. We're carrying you all the way to 3 o'clock as Sabres and Sharks get started at 4, which means Sabers pregame here on WGR will start at 3 o'clock this afternoon. And this one will be interesting. The Sabres have a chance to take 4 out of 6 on a West Coast trip. They also play a Sharks team that's 3-0-1 in their last four games since losing to Buffalo in Buffalo in a bunch of snow. It's so funny how things change within the course of a couple of weeks.
2: I don't know if it's starting not to be funny anymore, but that's a conversation for another time. Um <laughs> it is there this Savers team. You feel like you feel like they you know they have it. But then you go and watch them, and it's just like, what? What happened to the team that was fun from last year? And who thought that we could just run back the same team and let it all, let the fun just keep happening?
3: we'll, we'll do that in a bit. Yeah, um, we will revisit that. It's on. It's on my tab. It's on a tab here.
2: Oh. Um, the one that I
3: have open though is, of course, um, the Bills pending free agents. There's 22 of them, from what I'm seeing. Or is it 24? I don't, yeah, 22. We have 22 players that the Bills have to deal with when it comes to pending free agents and the decisions to do, to go about those. Evan, if you can chalk us up a little bit of that NFL music, we'll do a little speed round, TJ and I, here, about what we would expect the Bills to do with them, or with these players. And even if we want to add a little tidbit of what we personally would do if we were Brandon Bean, which means we'll add a little bit of a lesser IQ to the uh, situation. All right. It starts off with Micah Hyde, and um, based on his wife's post, it does look like it's the end of his time here in Buffalo. But I also don't think that this is a team decision. I think this is a player that may just be willing to walk away. The neck injury that took him out all of last year, and then having to deal with a couple of neck injuries throughout this season – Makes me think that he's going to put his overall health as the priority moving forward. Yeah. Especially after having a nice last
2: gasp at a championship here with this Bills team. I think he said it was a fight every week to make the game day lineup. Yeah. So I think he said a lot without saying that he was going to retire, I feel like. Yeah. And it stinks, because like he is... One of the best to ever come through here. One of the best to ever come through
3: here, but I also do think... If we're talking a purely purely football standpoint, if healthy, still capable.
2: It stinks. That neck injury, just any kind of neck injury, you, you wonder. And that one where you kind of just see his head buckle the way it did. Mm-hmm. You, I'm surprised he came back this year. Yes. I'll, I'll say it. Uh, happy that he was able to kind of go out on, on his terms like that and get another season out of it, but you got to put your health first. Yes,
3: yeah, so you got to put your health first, and I, and it does sound like Micah Hyde is going to be doing that. Daquan Jones is second on this list. Man, I want him back. He's,
2: he's earned a contract.
3: He's earned a contract, but the problem is, did he pl- play well enough that the Bills can't afford him?
2: Oh, I mean, he's earned a contract from free agency. I don't think there's any way the Bills can afford him unless he's, uh, uh, let's see here. Here's your good news, ready? He's 32. Yeah. So maybe.
3: And coming off of a torn peck.
2: Okay, so you could the get market him on could an look at yeah the
3: market of. could look at trying to drive the price down on him, yeah. which would of course benefit the Bills, as as cold as that sounds. Uh, obviously, I'm banging the table to get DaQuan Jones back. Uh, the middle of the off- middle of the defensive line, excuse me, was fantastic when it was him and that Oliver taking yeah. the majority of those snaps and just becoming a havoc pair
2: before the torn pectoral happened. Easily one of your mo- uh, four most important linemen on. One of the four that you want out there most consistently. And you felt his absence when he was out. Thankfully, Ed Oliver was kind of able to step up for the entire year with his absence. But that's a guy you need fully back and healthy. And you need him to sign for a deal that you can get him for.
3: All right. Speaking of players, though, that might have put themselves uh, priced out of Buffalo, Leonard Floyd. This guy... He had such a strong start to his season. He did taper off a little bit towards the end, but...
2: Man. Yeah, speaking of guys that uh, played themselves into a contract, that man also 32, but uh, less of the injury concern, I would say. Uh, doesn't have the pectoral in- uh, issue. I do think that the the Bills gave giving him that one-year deal, he kind of proved he still has a lot in the tank, and he's probably going to get a good multi-year contract out He's probably the getting a solid
3: three or four-year deal that the Bills are not going to be able to afford. Uh, ten and a half sacks he finished with, which tied a career high. And the more fascinating part is he did that with only 53% of the snaps. Yeah. In the last three I, years, he had nine, nine and a half, and ten and a half sna- sacks. I almost said snacks. I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, but his snap share was 91.6, 80.7, 89.5, respectively. So he did that With a a considerable size less of snap count, and
2: he'd still put up ten and a half sacks. I think one thing with all the free agency concerns is, I don't know if the Bills are going to be able to maintain that defensive line rotation that they depend on so much. Yes. Uh, They're going to have to find some gems, either in free agency or through the draft. Uh, which not a lot of people are going to want to hear finding guys for the draft, because I know a lot of people want offensive players this year. So.
3: I, I'm going to skip all a little bit down the list here and just keep on the defensive ends. AJ Epinesa. He has earned himself a nice Another little raise. Guy.
2: And he's young, too, so he might get a nice deal. He would be able
3: to command a nice deal, and that's going to be a problem here. Epinesa, of course, the last uh, last contract he played under, like, the last year, he was making 1.4. I'm going to guess he's going to get a little bit more heading into the next season. Only 36% of snaps, 6.5 sacks though, which matched his total last year, which means that he's got a bit of consistency as at least a depth rotational player. But the big thing was deflecting passes. The guy became a gem at it and one of the best on this team to do so. The market value on him is going to go up a lot. And if he gets to free agency, that becomes a huge problem. Some team might even pay, might even overpay him to a point where he might not match the uh, the price point given to him.
2: But the, if I'm the Bills, I try to figure out every way to keep him and retain. The Bills are pretty good at identifying who of their core they're going to keep and sign them long-term. And they'll usually do that before the end of the season that they're about to leave. I, uh... I enjoyed A.J. Epinesa's time here. That's all I'll say. All right, so you
3: expect that he's out the door. Don't see him back. I, I would see I would see the Bills finding a way to keep Epinesa here, and it might lead to a couple of uh, different subtractions, though, from this team. Staying on defensive line, Tim Settle. Uh, he's only 27 heading into next season, but he's a depth piece. Probably a guy that you can get back a little cheaper than he was at, which was at 4.5 uh, on the market value there. So... Or actually on the contract that he had. So, good news. I would think you'd be able to get Settle back as a rotational piece uh, and even be able to chop back the numbers a little bit on him.
2: Yeah, I thought Tim Settle was fine. He was uh, fine. You, he, stepped up.
3: he stepped up when uh, Daquan Jones was injured and, uh, and when
2: Jordan Phillips was also dealing with injuries. Speaking of Phillips, he sounded like a man who was also contemplating retirement. He's going to be 32. Uh, he's played a number of seasons. He, he made quite a few real bad plays this year that I thought were detrimental to the defense, uh, personal foul-wise, just a lot of non-awareness plays by him. And I loved him a few years ago, a few years back, but I, I feel like I'm okay if Jordan Phillips is ready to retire. Uh, he also
3: has dealt with a lot of injuries and yeah, uh, yeah it, it does sound like he's a player that's willing, more willing to walk away from the game it sounded like from what his comments were and if so, I wish him the best of course um, Same. He's a very emotional player runs a little too hot sometimes that's what I'm talking about so the bills were gonna move on one way or another here but uh he's a likable personality though I do think 100 and for that reason alone, I will miss him. Tyler Maticavich, you talked about the Bills having players that were special teams aces. This is one of them. A pending free agent. He's 31. Uh, You can find someone else. Yep.
2: I'm okay with that. All due respect to Tyler Maticavich. That's kind of what I've always thought about that, but the Bills have had good special teams units for me to say, well, I guess there's a reason for him to be around. So now that it hasn't been good, whether it's on coaching or the players... Thank you for your service. I, I think we're going to find out a little bit more on those
3: answers because there's going to be a lot of rotation, I do think, with um, oh, yeah. with their special teams aces, so to say, Medicavich being one of them. Puna Ford, he was not often in the lineup. I think the Bills will just walk away from that one.
2: Which I think is unfortunate. It I is. thought he was good when he was in the lineup. I thought so, too. It, was, it became a question of, like, wh- why was he not in the rotation that often? A lot of times I felt even when Tim Settle was getting starts and he was still inactive. Like, you had the, I don't know, you had the space.
3: Yeah, I do think so, and uh, especially when Linval Joseph signed with the team, it showed that they were not willing to give more to Puna Ford there still, even more so. Uh, Speaking of Linval Joseph, he is one of the expiring contracts, 35 years old, wasn't on a team to start the season. I'd imagine the same uh, to be said here. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate You trying to come and and get a ring, Linval Joseph, thank you very much. And uh, I hope the best for you in your career. Thanks for stopping in the Buffalo. We appreciate it. It's a little cold to say, but I I expect how the team is going to act on that one. Dane Jackson, a player that it looks like the Bills had been trying to replace for a couple of years. The new Levi Wallace of the team quite literally in a way where they were trying to find a way to replace him with a late round draft pick even and that kind of succeeded just like how dane jackson was a late round pick replacing levi wallace uh christian benford has come in as the late round pick and replaced dane jackson
2: benford showed it from day one though benford's a good yes. player
3: but again i do appreciate that and i do think dane jackson has got himself a nice little contract uh from another team I he'll agree. get a CB 2 contract somewhere else and uh and be able to continue on here as a serviceable second corner for another team i just think that um the bills have bigger concerns jackson kind of probably prices himself out as like what would be maybe what CB 3 CB 4 even if Kyrie Williams able to step up he'll get another contract somewhere he'll have space and playing time that he wouldn't be able to get here i would expect to hit him and his agent take that Tyrell Dodson, here's a tricky one. If you asked me at the start of the season, I'd say uh, later. He kind of earned himself another opportunity here. Or, if he hits free agency, he probably gets looked at by another team and says, Hey, maybe we can have him as a starter.
2: I think um, I think he played himself into a nice raise for sure. Um, undrafted free agents usually don't get as many looks in free agency. Um, I feel like even if they've played well, so I feel like a team will want him to prove it a little bit more than the one season that he did, because he did have a terrific season. He was kind of a PFF darling for the entire year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see what happens with Dodson here. I do think he's played himself into a nice little raise, uh, but I'm curious to see what the market will have for him. Because uh, he's he's yeah. more of a down-speed down running back. He's not really a, a cover guy. He's a guy you're using to... Um, blitz at the line and create pressure situations. So,
3: Yeah, he was rarely used when it comes to snap shares, typically no higher than 25% in his first three years in Buffalo. And then, of course, he had to be called upon. He had half the snaps over the season, over the course of an entire season, playing two different linebacker positions even. Um, kind of stumbling through the preseason as the mic. Uh, Terrell Bernard takes over, flourishes in the position, and then Matt Milano goes down, and he has to take on probably the biggest void of the defense and holds his own after getting through a rough couple of weeks. So Dotson, absolutely. I do think if I'm the bills, I'm trying to get him back at a good price point uh, because he kind of proved to be a valuable depth piece for this team. Trent Shurfield. Um, thank you for the awesome catch in Miami. Good luck.
2: Nothing. To add
3: to that. Nothing to add to that. that. That's pretty much how the team will probably look at that one. It was a, uh, It was a hopeful signing when they brought him in. It didn't turn out to go that way. Damian Harris. Unfortunate neck injury that he suffered last year. I'm sure the Bills will look into that. You could get him on the cheap coming back as a depth piece and uh, have him fight for a spot in training camp again. But... I'd imagine the Bills will probably continue to
2: add to the running back room to keep things fresh. And you also have another free agent in Ty Johnson to figure out, and I really like that guy. I would like them to keep him. I would like
3: to keep him too, but here's the thing. If you start looking good as a running back with fresh legs, hitting free agency at 26, typically running backs don't have a whole lot of shelf life left. I'd imagine Ty Johnson is more capable of being in another uniform next season than
2: um, than Damian Harris. Yeah, I suppose I I could see I could see them finding room for Ty Johnson. He wasn't he was never a main piece to anything. I don't want to say he was an afterthought, but uh, I would say he split time as the number two with Latavius Murray. I I could see him coming back on the cheap.
3: I could see him coming back on the cheap, but I could also see another team being like, hey, let's add him. He looks like he could, like... Take...
2: Sne- he'll be one of those sneaky good
3: ads. Yeah, he'll be a sneaky good ad wherever he goes, and I would hope it would remain here. Shaq Lawson, a depth piece for this team at the defensive end rotation. Um, he probably will do the same thing that he just did, which is come back, player f- uh, team-friendly deal, uh, continue to be a depth piece until he no longer shows it. Yep. And I'd be happy to have him back here. Same. Latavis Murray? Um... I was surprised he made the roster the way that he did and until Ty Johnson showed up was RB2. I
2: like I like Latavius Murray. I, I like
3: I like him. I just don't think the Bills will retain him here.
2: He's he's very much a running back and has been for a long time who when a team needs him, he'll be there. Type of thing. And I think that's what'll happen here is he'll go back be a free agent. And he'll find another great fit with another team that needs a guy. And he's always done admirably admirably at that. I'm not going to try that word again. Hey, there you go. All
3: right, uh, Taylor Rapp, the safety. um, I thought this was a really good signing last offseason. And he struggled more than he shined, I think, overall when he had to play in a limited role. It's a two-sided coin, of course, here with Taylor Rapp of could he play better? How much are you going to have to pay him? And how much of it was
2: he wasn't the starter? I think he's a guy. I'd like it if he was able to come back on a similar deal that he played to this year. Uh, I think next year he'll definitely get a lot more play time if he came back, unless the Bills did something crazy at safety and free agency or the draft, which I'm hoping is not the case. But I think with him, I don't want to say you're almost forced to bring him back because of what you're going to have at the safety position after Hyde and potentially Jordan Poyer leave. It also maybe sounds like he might step away or... Uh, Be a cap casualty. I was going to say, if you look at his cap on uh, over the cap here, he's he, you, you save $5 million against the cap by cutting him. So I really question what's going on in the safety room, but I think that Taylor Rapp has done enough to at least earn a look back if he doesn't get a contract. Well, let's stay on the safety room here. Cam Lewis also expiring. Very versatile piece.
3: I'd say the Bills make him more of a priority than Taylor Rapp, even, I, yeah, for retaining.
2: And I can see them bringing him back. He's uh, he was an undrafted free agent, right? Undrafted out of UB. That's right. And uh, But he's proven to actually probably be one of the better
3: safeties left on this roster at this point, and I would want them to retain
2: him. He can play all the positions, I'm pretty sure, too. Yes. Yeah.
3: David Edwards, a nice uh, piece for this team on the offensive line is Depth and a player that they loved putting in as a sixth lineman. Uh, I'd expect he'll be back. He only made 1.7 last season. I'd expect more of the same. Same? I have no qualms. <laughs> Kyle Allen, I'm sure the Bills are just rotating out backup quarterbacks like they're, um, like they're milk products at this point. I wonder if they draft a guy this year. Maybe, because Allen's old
2: enough now that he doesn't need like that mentorship kind. It's kind of where I'm at, and they... They're not really in a cap situation to where they can just sign go out and sign one. the best backup. So yeah. I do wonder if they draft a guy in one of the later rounds this year and just have him be an understudy.
3: Fascinating uh, approach. I, I like that though, TJ. That's that's not a bad idea from them uh, heading into this. Quentin Morris at tight end. Um, he makes less than a million dollars, I'd imagine, the, and he's also
2: got RFA status, so he'll probably just be back on this roster. He'll be back, and he's a nice piece. He can give you a. Spectacular catch out of nowhere. Random splash like. place. from Oh, him. yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that guy.
3: And especially with tight end depth, especially with how they've used tight ends uh, from this past season, I'm not sure what they're going to do going forward with the uh, tight end personnel, but
2: uh, if Dawson Knox's cap hit is too big, they, you could do worse than Quentin Morris at backup tight end. I do wonder what's going to happen here with Dawson Knox. Yes. He's got an interesting contract that I don't think isn't tradable. I think... Dawson Knox is an attractive player in the league that somebody's going to want, and by trading him, you can, I believe the the bills that save cap space and a team picking him up isn't going to pick up a full slate of his deal. So I think you can end up in an advantageous position there. Not, not to say that Dawson Knox shouldn't be on this team and doesn't have a place, but it did feel like, as the year went for, on, that Dalton Kincaid is your guy moving forward. And not to
3: mention, for a team that needs money, that's oh yeah. one way to help oh yeah. with that. And you'll notice I left this name to the last point, and it is because Gabriel Davis is going to test free agency. Um, there's nothing to say here. If he's testing free agency, that means his agent
2: probably realizes he's going to get a good look at, at a possible Christian Kirk contract. He, I mean... We know everything I feel like we know everything we need to know about Gabe Davis, but for GMs that are looking for a wide receiver, they're gonna look at his stats and go, that guy got six hundred seven yards a year. All right. That's he seems cool. Yeah, it's gonna
3: be a very volatile stat line from him. But yeah, if you look at just the raw numbers, he almost had a thousand yards this season. Yep. And a GM will throw money. Oh, excuse me, not 1,000 yards, um, 746. I looked at his snap number there first. Nice job. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, but he consistently gets you 500 to 700 yards in a season. He will consistently get you six t- six or seven touchdowns in a year. The drops are killer. Be careful of that. He's a good blocker. He's a good leader. Just know that it, like, it's more or less to other GMs. Don't overpay this Christian Kirk style. But he's going to get a contract much too rich for the Bills. Oh, yeah. And um, And all the best to him. And all the best to him. Good for him, even. Because that's, at the end of the day, kind of what you want to do as an agent for a player is get him the best deal possible. And the Bills will not have that for him. And once he had said it to the media that he is planning on testing free agency, yeah, that means to me that he's not going to be a Buffalo though. Because teams will do crazy things for a wide receiver that has plenty of upside still to his game. Or at least the big play element. They Teams love the big play element. And I, the Bills are even saying it publicly. They need to get them more explosive players. And the lack of consistency in Davis' game is probably why they're going to have to make sure to look elsewhere. Anyway. Alright. There it is. That's the uh, pending free agents. Right as the music runs out perfect timing. The script writers are really
2: doing a good job here today. Yeah. We got to really thank uh, those those script writers who are very much there for us like the timekeepers.
3: Yes, you know, like I was going to say that they're the hamsters in my head, but oh, well. uh, they're running on the wheel pretty good right now.
2: There you go. <laughs> We're doing it. That means we should probably hit a break here.
3: Yes, it is. Uh, absolutely what we're going to do. Uh, when we come back, you said something that I kind of want put, to uh, put a little bit more of uh, thought into. And what thought did TJ say that made my brain go, ooh, uh, we're going to find out. Derek Kramer, TJ Luckman. More Sports Talk Saturday rolling on the other side of the break here on WGR.
2: How powerful is Cox Internet?